Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to this latest episode of the Kasafa Show, which comes hot on the heels of the completion of the Hollywood Bets Kasafa Cup 2022 in Durban, where Zambia were crowned winners in what is their record-equaling sixth regional title. We'll hear from both coaches from the final, as well as South Africa's Helman and Kalele, as they picked up the plate trophy. We'll also get a fascinating insight from Kevin Johnson, who was part of the technical study group of the tournament, as he reveals the observations they made about the teams. Then we hear all about fast footy from Mark Fish, get the latest on COVID-19 and football tournaments from Dr. Tulani and Gwenya, and listen to the thoughts of participants and convener Ashford Mamalodi at an administration course that was held during the competition. But first, let's get the post-final view of Zambia coach Alhosa Anatonovic after his side's 1-0 victory over Namibia in the decider on Sunday. Congratulations to Namibia, Namibia because I, I, I saw the, the teams who knows what is it doing every moment, every second. Congratulations to your coach because for us it's a very difficult game, especially first half. But second half and um, extra time, we are trying to, to keep the ball and, and try to find the, the space. And we are finding the space and we have scored the goal. And, but for us it's uh, very tough. Tough game, and I'm so happy. Also, congratulations to my my boys. Congratulations to, to my staff. Congratulations to Faz. Of course, we have also last game against Comoros in home. We had eight of nine local guys in my teams, you know and you know that I believe this these people because you know and you know the quality of the, of the boys. I just won't invite it even for the afternoon games. You know, it is always it is a special when you win anything. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy because, you know, I'm, I know how we are work hard. Maybe you, 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 you journalist, doesn't know. We are know how we are work very hard with, with this, this boy. We are almost one month with, with guys. And every day, training, every session, every, every preparation, how many times we analyze the, the opponent, how many times we analyze our mistakes, our, our good things. And of course, I'm happy. But I'm proud about my players, the reaction of my players. Players, it is most important. Of course, the coach is important. But we are piece of the of the of the of the something something big. But most important is the players. If you have the, the players who have the character, we have the skin, we have the, the the ambition to be somewhere somewhere up. This is amazing for the coaches. This is what we want tomorrow for for everyone, for us, especially the. In Zambia, the leagues they start 15, 15 August. You know that. First of all, I want to tell you also the problem in the in the, in the Zambia because the normally the players he doesn't have the, the good resting. You know, we have finished the game against the Comoros. The guys is almost be out maybe I don't resting holiday maybe ten days, and after that is start again for the camping for the uh, another competition. This is a for me and for the people. Who is a world, it's very difficult, you know that. Make, find the balance, you know, it's not easy, but, you know, we are here for the, for the try to change many things. 
Nubia coach Colin Benjamin was disappointed his side could not pull off the win, pleased with the performance they gave in Durban. It's always never easy against Zambia. A good uh, a team that uh, keeps the ball good, they move confident. So in that regard, we knew that it's going to be a difficult game. But uh, at the, in the same breath, I would say that uh, I'm proud of my players, proud of the team, the fighting spirit, was hard work, was not going to be easy. They kept, they kept their organization. They kept uh, asking questions to Zambia. And, uh, and for that, uh, personally, and I think uh, us as a technical team, it gives us appetite to work further with these players. And uh, the journey just started now with us. So, congratulations to, to Zambia. They did good, but the journey started. Yes, of course, uh, it's not a normal situation. It makes everything uh, difficult for everybody involved. Uh, but I think, or I hope, or we hope, that uh, with the potential that the boys showed here, that uh, our leadership uh, actually um, yeah, uh, engage and, and, and try and resolve this uh, because it, it's going to be a waste if we're going to spend some time in a game with no football. Because the potential is here and potential that is not used remains that. And, uh, and we, have, we have targets, we have goals, these boys have dreams. And uh, yeah, these, these dreams might not uh, come true. So, yes. But we have faith now with the new leadership and we hope uh, they're going to resolve it sooner. I think uh, having clean sheets or having stability at the back uh, just gives the whole team also confidence. So, uh, I think the boys did, did good, did well. And um, it had to take a deflection shot uh, to, to crack us down. For that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to that famous drawing board and, and try to rectify. And uh, we will move on. For us also today was obviously to keep compact and uh, to keep our shape, to keep our organization. We knew of Zambia's strength and uh, we wanted to make it as difficult as possible for them. And we know that the Namibian team is always, always going to have a chance. And uh, with experience, with, with more games, uh, that chance like we had in the last dying minutes uh, with lethality and, 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 and with time, we will bury it and uh, that's what we're looking at. We just today was born without it. <laughs> this tournament was exactly uh, our thought or our plan to, to try and create depth so that one or the other player can then show uh, his hand and say, listen coach, we're ready. We are waiting Cameroon and now in, in September. And judging from that, definitely there's a few that raise their hands and uh, that, that gives us or gives me as a coach, obviously, uh, uh, is it uh, more more depth and, 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 and choices and uh, that's what we're looking at so I'm really proud of them South Africa had to settle for the plate as they defeated Botswana 2-1 in the final of that competition Coach Halman Kalele feels his squad which was made up of players aged 21 or younger did well under the circumstances First and foremost I'd like to congratulate Kusafa uh, Organizing such a championship that gives, you know, especially the Southern African countries, you know, an opportunity, you know, to test, you know, their qualities amongst themselves, you know, in preparation for big tournament, as we all aware that the next weekend we will be competing, you know, for China. So that gives all the Southern African teams, you know, better platform, you know, to build in terms of uh, showcase, uh, in terms of uh, showcasing, 
you know, our talent and our qualities, you know, with the rest of Africa. Then coming to my team uh, today, I would say uh, we didn't start well, even though we won. You know, I'm happy uh, for the fact that, you know, players, they demonstrated, you know, huge amount of character, you know, because we, we, we made eight changes, you know, of which it's something that is not, actually it was a high risk, you know, from my side to do that because in a short space of time playing, you know, the amount of games that we played and all of a sudden now we make eight changes, you know, and, and, and it really backfired in the first half. But towards, you know, the, the last 15 minutes after we have made, you know, our changes, then we started now to get into our leading. So I would say, yeah, congratulations to my boys and also uh, congratulations uh, to Botswana because they make sure that we work hard, you know, for the future. Uh, for each and every player that comes to the national team, we always, you know, uh, 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 communicate with them in relation to what is expected of players once you are at the national team, you know. Yes, on the other hand, it, it might look like it will dent his confidence, but at the same time, you are guided by what is happening during the game, you know, in order to make sure that we want, in order to make sure that we achieve the set goals, but we, we realize that, you know, Botswana they were coming at us, you know, uh, especially through the meeting, you know, and also we realize that, you know, for him, uh, and not only for him, you know, alone, you know, the team, as I said, that, you know, we were struggling, you know, to, to, to find the reading, but yeah, we were struggling to find the reading and we could, can you imagine if we didn't take the decision that we took and they capitalized through that position. I'm just making an example. Then we, we don't want to like to regret, you know. But hopefully, you know, he is a, 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 a strong player and, and 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 we didn't look at that. And also we will communicate with him, not personally him, the rest of the boys that these are the situations that you know, you need to bounce back from them. You need to be strong, you know. I think first and foremost, it was the decision that I took. It was informed by how Botswana played. You know, we had, yeah, at least yesterday, you know, uh, some hours, you know, to, to, to view their strategy or their game plan. Then we realized that with the quality of players that they have, and more especially having you know, the, the, the wing backs, you know, that are offensive, you know, and also having the two tens, you know, that, that were playing just behind the striker. So we realized that they need, they want the spaces behind our, so for us to be able to block, you know, those uh, wing backs, it was important that we also put in those two uh, uh, wing backs to block them from coming forward. But at the same time, having those three center backs, especially the outside center backs, to block the spaces that might be created, you know, during the game. Of which, Botswana, yes, they did create them, but we, I would say, we dealt with it, you know, effectively. Looking at the amount of time, because the next game is on Friday. It's on Friday. So now to assemble, you know, the new team, it will be 
suicidal for us to do that because the majority of the players, even if they are available, you know, the players that are not here, uh, 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 the majority of them, you know, like they are in pre-season, you know, but at least here we have an opportunity now to test, you know, and see our, the level of our players both in terms of the tactical and the technical abilities as well as their conditioning, you know. So now we, we feel that, you know, they are in the right frame of mind, you know, for us to go and compete uh, against um, uh, uh, Commodus. Which means you will be coach. <laughs> <laughs> Former Achley assistant coach Kevin Johnson, who has also led the likes of Platinum Stars and Supersport Unites in the PSL, shares his views on the teams as part of the technical study group at the competition. For me, uh, it's, it's, it's something new. I haven't done this before. But in saying that, yeah, we have a, we have a good instructor from Cape Town. Her name is Sweetness. She's, she's guiding us. And uh, I'm here with Ricardo Minetti. Roy Lamborghini from Bits, and we have this lady for fitness, and we have Mark Fish. They, they've done a bit of it. So the study group that I'm about to see now is to try and sort of analyze the game, the strengths of the team, the weaknesses of the team, look at the formations, look at the coaches, whether the changes made during the game have effect on the game, to see whether they, they change the systems within the game, how they change, uh, what has been good is the, the crop of players that are playing in Kusafa, uh, because it is a, a non-CAF or non-FIFA competition. Is that helping the SADC regions improve? And if it is, what are they improving? Are they improving the players? Are they using younger players? Are they using older players? And we try to get all that type of information together and uh, put it on some form of template, as far as I know, uh, that we can present to Kusapa as a presentation to say, this is what we saw during the course of the tournament. And of course, you know, there's some players, some teams or some countries that come in the quarterfinals, like Bafana, uh, because they're champions, okay, so they only join the tournament later on. But there's some tournaments like, like teams like Angola, like the Sutu, for example, for the last three games that we've watched, three days that we've watched. The Sutu and Angola, they look, they look, the Sutu specifically looks a different team. I'm not saying they're a better team, but there's a little bit of a structure there. You know, they, they, they tend to play ultra-defensive and uh, we want to see what they, they like. The other one that we take, took a lot of notice of that we saw is Mauritius. Mauritius in the past was a long ball nation, if you think, of, if you think back. And uh, the game we watched, they wanted to play. They wanted to play out. They might not have had the players, or they might not have the players yet to play out from the back. But we saw number 17 in Mauritius, very, very comfortable centre-back. I'm just mentioning what I'm trying to explain what the TSG is all about. And probably at the end of the tournament, we will give a presentation on what we saw happening. And that's why you see that the, the makeup of the, of the team is not all coaches. It's myself and uh, Ricardo Manetti. Mark Fish is just the next player. 
Uh, Roy is a manager, or he was a manager. The two other guys are, are administrators, but they all have some form of coaching behind their backs. So that is what we're trying to put together. That's what I believe Kosafa wants us to get. And if I'm able to add my 20 cents to the whole Sadiq region to say this country improves here, this country improves there, then I uh, hope it comes out better next time or it just gets better all the time. Coach, the fact that some teams are using this as a development competition while some have actually, like Eswatini, have brought quite a strong and experienced team. Does that have any bearing on your assessments uh, as, as the TSG? Yes, it does. Uh, we take note of that as well. Why? Because uh, we want to see what the other countries have. And then you've got to also take into consideration the other countries where they are this time of the world, this time of the season. Uh, South Africa is in pre-season. Eswatini, why are they not in pre-season? We, we go back and we look at that as well. Uh, why is it that Kamora is able to bring a 16 and a 17-year-old, yet uh, Eswatini brings 25, 29-year-olds? Where, where do we like? So we, we make some form of recommendation or not recommend or some form of, of ideas what we saw regarding the different countries and what the average player or what the average team came along with. Uh, finally coach are you able to say which team has impressed you the most up, up to now? Up to now for us the Sutu like I say the Sutu in the past has never had any structure or they looked like Lansutu was coming out of out of the bush, you know, and forgive me for saying that, but you use another word. But it always looked like they were a small nation, not having any structure or anything. And yet, when you watch the team now, they're ultra defensive. They play 5-4-1, and uh, they are able to not allow you to score, but they're able to go a little bit quicker on the counter-attack. So that, for me, was was good uh, when I looked at Malawi, they have Fabinho Bango, who's a big name player in South Africa. And when we watched the game, they were all over the show. So, you know, Malawi, we all ex- always expect to be a playing nation because along the way, leading up here, we've always had good Malawian players. You talk about Ernest Chiruari, Robert Ngambi, John Maduka himself, Kabadino. Uh, so, you always expect nice players to come out from that, from that nation. and. They somehow look all over the place. Same with, uh, you know, there's other other countries that had the same mentality, no proper structure, no proper uh, idea of development. And uh, that for us was a bit surprising. I mean, the, 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 the Lesotho team, was it the Lesotho team? Yes, the number 12. Very, very, very good player, very nice player. None of us knows him, where he comes from, but when we look back, they were posting that he won player of the season in Musutu and play scored the most goals. I don't know what he done, but so you know we it's not like we're not seeing these things. But, uh, afterwards we're able to compare and we're able to see the oh yes, they, they are good players. Former Bafana Bafana International Mark Fish, with the support of Gasafa, is championing the concept of fast footy. He explains what that game is all about and how it is different from your average 11 per side. 
the SAFA initiative that's um, supporting me, um, trying to give back to the community's development of football um, in conjunction with SAFA, obviously uh, SAFA, KZN region. Um, yeah, I've come up with a shortened version of football. Shortened version meaning shortened time. You know, we look at look at football and see what can we do to change it, um, how to make it a little bit more exciting, how do we change the way the, the kids are all, the way people are playing football. Um, I use the example of um, T20 cricket, what it did for cricket, and Sevens rugby, what it's done for rugby. It's made it more exciting, it's made it more uh, entertaining, and it's also brought out um, more skills um, out of players. So, for football, it's exactly the same. We're focusing on under 15, we're focusing on development, we can get uh, the kids to think differently on the field about the game, and hopefully I also think that they can think differently about life as well so the rules of the game it's uh, you're 20 minutes a half under 15 development when you flick the coin you win the toss you decide when you want a 5 minute power play the opposition decides when they want a 5 minute power play um, they cannot have it together because in a 5 minute power play you take 3 players off the field so it becomes 10 7 outfield players we're hoping that uh, when you obviously have 10 players against 7 you should make the game quicker especially for the 10 players make it quicker when the game is quicker you're improving your skills as a footballer the 7 players we're hoping that when you do defending, you learn to organize and communicate better so that you can defend against the 10 players. And quite often I have seen where the seven players, if they organize, they go and actually score. One of the, the biggest rules that, that we put in is um, if you score outside the 18-yard area, it counts as two goals. The reason why we've done it, um, we've, I've actually watched quite a bit of the, the Kosovo tournament this year, and I think there's only been one goal scored outside in the, in the preliminary rounds, um, outside the 18-yard, it was then goal and free kick. Um, we haven't seen many shots outside the 18 yard we want to encourage the kids you know for me as a South African yeah, when is the last time we've had a South African as the, the top striker in the, the DSTV Premiership it's been many years so we're looking for players to be encouraged to shoot outside the 18 yard and that's that is I think for me is the probably the, the, the biggest rule we're encouraging them to shoot again we don't have extra time at the end of, end of play we don't have extra time we go to um, the penalty shootout um, what the, what's it called the penalty shootout which is on the 18 yard area to hit the crossbar. That's the called the crossbar challenge. And for me, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's we're trying to develop skills in individuals. Again, you know, sometimes I look at the players and you look, sure, are they going to be able to hit the crossbar? And today was a prime example. I thought these two teams, if they go to the, the crossbar challenge, it's going to be very difficult for them to hit it. And what happens, the first player that takes the penalty hits the crossbar. So it's always a relief because sometimes I've had some bad experiences where it's taken them many times or they've never hit it. But again, um, I am using football in conjunction with Kusafa um, and the Safa region that to develop the game but also to enlighten and encourage the youth that there is more out there and if you can think differently of the game on the field we hope you can think differently off the field about life the issues in the world the issues in South Africa um, so that we can try and create um, young men um, create individuals that can be role models in their community so it's a, I'm enjoying it I use football I use a different version fast footy for me is exciting if you get it right get some amazing goals today even we saw a couple of goals where the kids are shooting outside the AGR area which counts as two so that for me is exciting so they caught on to it the more often we can play it the better we come at it and I guarantee you through this way of football we'll, be, we'll create better footballers that think about the game differently and actually better young men to uh, be role models in their community so very grateful that we're here in the KZN region and uh, again thank you to Kusafa and Safa and all the sponsors involved because it's a, it's a giving back initiative but when, the more you give back the better you're actually inspired as an individual to do more um, each and every day. So. 
Safa Medical Officer Dr. Talani Nguenyo reveals how we are now moving away from the strict COVID-19 measures that had been in place at our tournaments, but also says we should not be dropping our guard completely just yet. And joining me on pit side is Dr. Tulani Nguenya, who is a COSAPA medical officer. Uh, doctor, thank you for your time. And uh, let's talk about uh, you sharing with me earlier on that you were regarding this tournament as a transitional uh, tournament from COVID-19 times up to the time when, you know, restrictions were eased. Kindly share more light on that. Thank you very much and uh, good afternoon to all your viewers. Yes, indeed, this tournament is a tournament that we are actually taking it as a transition tournament because we remember that for the past two years we have had our tournament under very strict um, regulations of COVID, but right Right now, we have actually eased up the regulations. And this now, we have spectators back in. And in terms of the tournament um, the rules as well, there's no regular testing as it was before. So this is now transition, getting us back to where we were before the COVID times. So we didn't want to do it abruptly. Uh, uh, we wanted to be cautious in our approach and make sure that everyone is safe in football and also protect the integrity of the game. How has it been like in terms of uh, workloads? Is it more now as compared to last year when we didn't have people or fans in the terraces? Yeah, actually, before it was actually, uh, it was a nightmare because we were working all the time. That is why we needed, I needed a team. So I was working with all the team doctors. The team doctors were part of the team. So right now, we have actually eased up the responsibility. As much as I'm overseeing the tournament, but most responsibilities with the doctors because we ask them to actually screen, do the screening. So I don't really do much follow-up with them. But what we check is that when they come into the stadium, they've got a signed screening form to say that everyone that is coming to the stadium is COVID-free. Doctor, let's now talk about how you interpret and describe the tournament from the 5th up to date, the 17th grand finale day. Uh, from your perspective, how has it been? Like? It's been a, a brilliant tournament. We've seen good football as well. But, but from the medical aspect of things, we have seen less injuries. But that is also expected because now during the COVID times, there was less training, there was less preparation. But right now, there was actually more preparation. That is why we don't see a lot of muscle injuries. But before, we've seen quite a number of muscle injuries. But right time, this time around, we had actually less injuries, which is actually good because it's good for football. We want players in the field, we want them playing. We don't want them out. And it says also that the medical team has done actually well, so well that uh, we've got most of the players in the field. And what opportunities does this tournament give uh, to young people boys, girls, men, women, as it goes on. Yeah, actually, we have started, Kosafa has started a new program of mentoring uh, medical students. We've got medical students here with us um, that are shadowing me so that we are actually helping them to show them what the aspect of sports medicine, to prepare for such events like a football event, to prepare a team for play, to prepare the stadium medically so that they actually know what goes on. And uh, they are quite inspired. Yesterday, we had a talk. I went to the medical school to give a bigger group a talk. So Kosafa is doing quite well to actually uh, give back to the community and give back to the aspiring medical students to be sports physicians. Seeing those students and everyone else that, that has taken part in this program, what does it do to you? What are some of the things that you are thinking as Kosafa 
that uh, you must be able to do uh, going forward briefly. I'm actually thrilled. I'm actually thrilled by, by what Kosava is doing and looking forward to actually more programs like this. Safra is known for providing a legacy of education wherever tournaments are played and respected former FIFA instructor Ashford Mamelodi is championing that in terms of administrators. He reveals what the workshops are all about and we also get the views of some of those who took part. I'm Zamane Mbobo from Kumonjo Origin. I'm a deputy president heading a competitions committee. To be here, I would like first to say uh, we are thanks to you guys as Kosafa to provide us this kind of workshop. This workshop uh, uh, increase our knowledge. Uh, there are new things. It's not new, it's not really a new thing that we are doing. It's things that we are practicing in our own region. The only problem that we are facing, we don't do any emphasis. But we, we I would like to state that. Since we are here, we see the need of these kind of workshops to all of us from the top position in our regions, all regions, up until to the bottom. Even in the LFAs, to, to, to assist our committees to understand the, their role they must play in terms of running the organization. I'm Johnson Panza from Mukanda Water. I'm the first field president of uh, South Mukanda Water region. Um, uh, the workshops go well, very well. Uh, we learn a lot of things. Uh, we wish to have more workshops like this because it's helping us. I'm playing for Sapphire Ladies and also at Sinaleja. It's a good course and I've learned a lot. Also, I have a lot of experience of which I've been outside in Africa. I'm Pedilan Gubani from Umkungudo, and I Hawik. I'm a chairperson of FC Angels. Yeah, firstly, uh, I like to appreciate being part of this course. So it's my first time to be here, so I appreciate that. Uh, although we haven't finished yet, but so we we'll get from there. Thanks for the time. I'm, I'm delighted once again to be to be in Durban with the Kusafa team. Um, it's it's been a legacy program uh, that at our events at Kusafa we always have uh, developmental courses, be that in coaching and refereeing and also administration. And I've had the pleasure to run quite a number of them. I think in the same program, this is probably my third visit to KZN. I've done a couple in PE. I've also done one in Polokwane, as well as um, as well as um, uh, we did one much earlier in, in, in a couple of couple things as well. So the purpose really is to empower people who are leading football. Uh, football is, 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 is a bottom-up approach. Uh, the more people that are empowered uh, to lead, the, the better it is for the game. Uh, when you see, when you begin to see cracks, in, in, if you look at national, like national teams, for example, they, they should represent how well an organization has been set up, how well an organization from the grassroots right up to the top is operating. So, Kosafa has identified this opening and the need 
So wherever there's an event of Kosafa and provide budget allows, we do run these development courses. And for me, it's always a pleasure. I've been amazed, uh, and I'll be honest, every time I've, I find these in South Africa, in Durban particularly, I see a very, a very enthusiastic, a very enthusiastic audience. I see a very passionate following, uh, people really determined to, to learn and, and to bring about the change. So that's, that's really been very, 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 very motivating as far as I'm concerned, because that has given me the energy to give them even more. You know, part, part of the challenges in development, not only in South Africa, but the rest of the continent, there's always a resistance to change. So it's always a breath of fresh air to see younger people coming into the fray because they are learning for the first time. They've got a whole future out there. So we believe that once they're empowered, they can then go back to where they come, where they come from and, and, and share the knowledge and, and begin to effect the changes that football desperately needs, you know, so that we can grow it holistically. I've also been very excited. Um, I think in PE, we actually had a, a whole course just for women. Uh, I was the only man in the room, and, and the feeling was great, trust me. But, but you're right, gender balance is great. Uh, it's good to see women coming forward, because I always believe they have a role to play. Uh, football is not just about men, it's about women. And the more women we get on board at administration level, the better. Because then they'll be able to encourage younger women also to come on board. Uh, my name is Louisa Jamini from the University of KwaZulu-Natal. I'm playing for UKZN Women's uh, Football Club. I want to, to engage and to get in more to like higher levels within the within soccer, you know. So me coming here is to get more experience and learn few uh, few things of which I can implement when I go back and tell them that uh, okay guys this is what I've learned so far I think this is how we should do things and I would like to thank um, Christopher for bringing this program to us and Hollywood Birds um, we, are, we are learning a lot of things and even our vision is starting to change you know even our behavior and everything we are starting to see things on a brighter side we are starting to think out of the box so we just like to thank them very much we, we appreciate that Thank you. No, absolutely. Uh, Hollywood Bats is playing a sterling role. Uh, they're creating excitement. You know, very often fans are forgotten. We want them in the stadium, but we never think about how do we keep them engaged. So the other day I was at the stadium and I could see all the competitions that are going on. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. And what it does is it just reminds them to come back again. So clearly kudos to uh, Hollywood Bats. that is a great job. Uh, I know that a new partner on board, and, and wow, it's, it's really made an impact, their presence. 90 minutes will, will start and finish, but it's the quality of the 90 minutes that will matter. I think if, 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 if our administrators are well empowered, um, I think even from Kosafa events themselves, they're learning a lot. They see the importance of time. They see the importance of detail. They see the importance of sponsors on board. They see the, the importance of communication, uh, etc. Because all these elements enhance the 90 minutes. So you've got a choice. Either you watch a lousy 90 minutes where you'll be falling asleep all the time, or you watch an exciting 90 minutes where you, 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 you're, 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 you thrive on it. It's, 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 that's really the effect of it. And then last but not least, mm -hmm. 
your overall impressions of the 2022 Hollywood Best for Suffer Cup and also what you're hoping that your participants, when they leave this at the end of the course, will go back and do basically your parting words. Yeah, um, this is what I love doing, trust me. And I've got a feeling that if my participants left here and went, first of all, shared the knowledge with their colleagues who could not make it, but importantly, begin to implement the ideas, the ideas that they feel comfortable with. I think overall, if each and every one of them did that, it would have an impact in improving the game in, in, in South Africa, certainly in KwaZulu-Natal to start with, but definitely ultimately the nation. That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Soccer Duma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.